You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. The Gavin Newsom recall closes in on signature count with seven weeks to go. Will it be enough? That's what we're talking about today. Haven't done a Gavin Newsom recall uh, podcast yet. So this is it getting close. But is it going to go? Is it going to fail? I know a lot of people, a lot of you guys are pulling for Newsom. Get recalled. Be out of there. Let's check it out. Before we do, if you're new here, thanks for coming. My name is Sean Reynolds. I'm a real estate guy. I read the news that you want to hear. All right, enough of the chit chat. Let's go. This is an article from the Sacramento Bee. Sacramento Bee. I don't think I read anything from them. Let's give it a a rip here. On a blustery Saturday afternoon, opponents of Governor Gavin Newsom set up shop in the parking lot of a Rancho Cordova sports goods store. Sporting goods store. Under a small blue canopy adorned with yellow balloons and vinyl banners. This sounds pleasant, doesn't it? Volunteers for the Recall Gavin Newsom campaign welcomed passing shoppers. Come on in. Let's talk. Handing them clipboards and encouraging them to sign their petitions to remove the Democratic governor from office. Some drivers honked in support. Others waved and said they've already signed. If you're in California, have you signed? I bet you you have, haven't you? I'm, I'm going to go with a lot of you viewers. If you have, you're watching this on YouTube, let me know. Yep, I signed. Hundreds of volunteers just like them busily collect signatures throughout the state, spending weekends in California parking lots discussing the need for a change in power. People are upset with Newsom. He's kind of really locked locked California down unnecessarily. Ugh. Almost as bad as Washington. No, it's worse than Washington. We're starting to get some of our stuff lifted, not based on the data or the science, based <laughs> based on political pressure. Parents put down their names, worried about the mental health of their virtually schooled children. That's a big one, isn't it? Business owners sign their livelihoods crushed by the state's crackdown on coronavirus. Others are mad that he hasn't done enough to get the homeless off the streets. Same stuff we've got going right here in Seattle, exact same stuff. But in California, you guys are getting hit worse. All of them want the governor gone. We don't want you, Gavin. Out of here. Recall. Let's go. So far, recall supporters say they've collected 1.2 million signatures, though the state has verified only about a third of them. That's still short of the 1.45 million minimum to qualify in a state with more than 22 million voters, and well below the estimated 2 million they'll need to turn into state officials by March 17th to ensure they have an adequate number of valid signatures, because a bunch of those will get invalidated. And so they're estimating 2 million. So how many are there? Is there literally going to be half a million bogus signatures? I don't know. I don't really know how this works. But I have followed a few of these. And it's like, wow, you need a ton more signatures than you actually think in order to get to that point where you can get this bad boy out of office, right? Many political experts saw the effort as a long shot from the outset. Yet, The progress the largely volunteer group has made now alarms some California Democrats. Oh, this is alarming. Our governor, he might be recalled. Oh, alarming. And they're suggesting an anger about the establishment's liberal politics and handling of the coronavirus closures that isn't going away. However it ends up, they've collected a lot of signatures, said Michael Arno, who runs a professional signature gathering firm. 
That's a lot of people saying in one way or another, and a lot of people volunteering to do this, saying that they're very dissatisfied with the job that he's doing. This is a wake up call, not just for Newsom, but for Sacramento. Democrats respond to recall. The California Democratic Party signaled it was about taking the effort seriously earlier this month, when it held a press conference about the campaign and compared it to get this a coup. They're talking about a coup. No, this is a recall because the, the guy in office, mm, a lot of people don't want him. So they're going to go through the actual legal channels, which is a recall. This is not a coup. Coup is very different. Crazy. But I mean, it's dramatic and I'm reading about it. So all right, California Democratic Party, it's a coup. Oh, we've got a coup on our hands. It looks a lot like a recall effort, but it's a coup. Gary, uh, Gary, uh, Gary South, a Democratic strategist who worked for Democratic Governor Gray Davis when he was recalled, said California Republicans have used recalls for years in an effort to remove Democrats they couldn't beat in a regularly scheduled election. But the Democratic Party's recent messaging was a mistake, he said. What did they do? That was a misfire in a lot of ways, South said. It's not a coup. This is a valid process under the California Constitution. Yeah, it is. And it's getting enough signatures where it's making a lot of people nervous. Oh, no, is our guy going to get thrown out? Is this really going to happen? I mean, probably not. But they are getting a lot of signatures. And they've got until what, mid-March? Maybe they make this happen. I don't know. Stephanie Suela, who organizes recall volunteers in, in Sacramento County, says they typically host four to seven petition events a week, like the one in Rancho Cordova, collecting about 100 signatures in a six-hour period. After the first 90 minutes of the uh, Saturday event, volunteers had gathered 15 signatures with several people taking stacks of blank forms home for their friends, neighbors, and coworkers to sign. Take some homework with you. Get this done after hours. Can you help out? That's what they're doing. There's no way that this is a coup, Suela said in between greeting signers. We are just citizens. It's a grassroots movement. And we want them out of office. Plain and simple, right? California Republican Party has seized on the support for the recall as evidence of Newsom's failures. On Monday, when Newsom lifted the stay-at-home orders, not based on any data or science, but based on political pressure again, party chair Jessica Patterson tweeted that the decision was fueled by his fear of recall. Maybe. Might be. Ah, these people are getting serious with their recall numbers. Maybe I just, maybe I just lift, I'll just lift everything. That's what I'll do. And then I'll say it's based on the data and the science. And I, I can tell them anything. They'll believe it. I don't care what they believe. That's kind of how I see it going down. This governor's decisions have never been based on science, she wrote. Him reopening our state is not an attempt to help working Californians, but rather an attempt to counter the recall movement. It's sad and pathetic. We've got the exact same. We don't have a recall on on, um, on Governor Inslee here in Washington, but we've got the exact same scenario where we are being opened up, our indoor dining is being opened up on this coming Monday, I'm filming this on a Friday, we got notice yesterday, Thursday, that this coming Monday, indoor dining opening up 25%. And if you look at the data, <laughs> not the science, just look at the data, you're like, wait a minute, we're in a slightly worse position, COVID numbers wise, than we were when we went into this lockdown. This makes no sense whatsoever. How can they even pass this off as based on the data and the science? To me, it's like, 
you're just getting some political pressure. There was a big thing in the Washington State Legislature where they're basically just saying, open up the economy. And enough people yelled. Uh, the um, legislature probably won't go through, but put enough pressure on the governor. He's like, oh, okay, we're going to open this up. Our guy won the, won the election. I guess we don't need to hold you all down anymore. We're going to, we're just going to go ahead and open up. So we got into our restaurants and we're basically going to phase two, which is in this Mickey Mouse. I mean, we've been in these phases. It's like, ah, you're phase one. And then there's this big matrix of stuff you got to do to get to phase two. Willy nilly, we're just going to phase two. Same thing with, with California. It's like, this is so ridiculous. It's, it's just ridiculous. And then to be told, it's based on the data and the science when clearly it is not is just it, it's insulting. It's it's like, what do you think that we are just stupid? We can actually read I am capable, believe it or not, I can read kind of. I mean, sometimes it doesn't seem like I am. Uh, I can't pronounce their name. You know what I mean? But um, I just blame that on a senior moment, because that's, you know, I can I can take I'm over 50. I can take that. You're not that old. Ah, senior moment. Let's get back here. Newsom pushed back against that accusation, calling it complete, utter nonsense. Mm. Gavin, strong words, complete, utter nonsense. Said this during a Monday press conference, insisting he based his decision on scientific projections of how full intensive care units will be in the coming weeks. So he's basing it on projections, not actual numbers, but projections. Do you remember the projections that were made at the beginning of the coronavirus? Every single damn prediction and projection was based on worst case scenario. If all the stars align, if all this stuff happens, this is what we're looking at, people. Just one out of every two people will die from the coronavirus. I mean, this is going to basically wipe out half of mankind. That's what we were looking at, right? So he is literally doing the same thing, but he is releasing these restrictions, he's taking these restrictions off based on projections of how full intensive care units with, I am sure, the best use of data possible. Massage that data, make it say what you want. And that's what he's running with. The state's top health official released the detailed formulas the state used to make its decision on Tuesday. And I bet you you can't understand them. I bet you you're like, what? I don't care. Let's go get a meal at an indoor restaurant. I mean, that's what people are going to say. They're going to say, you know, we've been lied to this whole time. Why wouldn't we be lied to now? I don't care. Let's go to a restaurant. Let's get an adult beverage. Move on with our lives. Everybody knows this is just a game. I mean, it's clearly just a game. It's so apparent. It's almost as apparent as the whole GameStop thing, right? I'm going to do a live stream on that here. Hope you guys have a chance to see that or had a chance to see that by the time this is released. That should be good because that is a cluster. That is just a cluster of stuff going on. Like what? Robin Hood, I thought that was steal from the rich and give to the poor. Not the other way around, but that's what's going on. Signature gathering. It's our next section here. As of January 6th, the Secretary of State's office had verified 410,000 signatures, less than one-third of the amount needed to trigger a recall vote. Officials rejected about 15% of the signatures of the campaign turned in for verification, according to the Secretary of State's office. 15%. Okay. So not quite two out of every 10, but getting there. Um, 
you know, Mickey Mouse doesn't count. <laughs> you can't send in, <laughs> you can't sign 10 of them yourself and send them in. Ah, oh, maybe I'll just skip this through and they won't see. Signatures come in one of three ways. Individuals can print, sign and mail in to the campaign themselves. The campaign sends out petitions and mailers that voters return to them, or they can sign uh, one at an event like the one in Rancho Cordova. You must be registered to vote in California to sign the petition and the recall campaign vets signatures for accuracy and duplicates before sending them off for a third party for another screening. It's quite a process because we don't want these rigged. We don't want these rigged recall notices, do we? No. Then the signatures are sent to volunteers in each county who take them to county election officials for verification. Quite a process. The counties then report their results to the state. Here's the results. Please accept them. The whole process can take about three weeks, Heatley said. Who is Heatley again? I don't know. Probably not all that important, right? Volunteers in large counties are currently making weekly trips to drop off signatures to county registrars, he said. But the campaign is waiting until March to turn in signatures from less populous counties. Let them stack up because they don't have as many signatures, bring them on in. Let's see if we can make this recall happen. Counties will have until April 29th to verify the signatures, after which the Secretary of State's office has 10 days to determine if there are enough to qualify the recall for the ballot. All right, so we are talking about mid-May. Mid-May, we should know how this is going to go down. Uh, the Department of Finance then estimates the costs of an, uh, an election and runs it by the Joint Legislative Budget Committee, the governor, lieutenant governor, and secretary of state. After a 30-day review period of the costs, the lieutenant governor must call a re recall election between 60 and 80 days from the date of certification. Okay, so we get kicked out to mid-April, and then we've got another 30 days from that, so mid-June. And then we've got another 60 to 80 days from that. So more towards the end of 2021 is when this whole thing will come down, right? Uh, maybe end of summer. That's so June, July, August, sometime in there, August, September, maybe is when this could happen. But who knows, along the way, you might have a bunch of things that just go sideways. Imagine that and um, alter the process and these dates all get kicked out. If all goes to plan, campaign organizers say they hope to have a recall election in July or August. And that'd be in the short end of the stick, right? Based on this data, based on this data and science that we're reading from the uh, something B, Sacramento B. Campaign donations. So far, the committees raising money for a recall effort have reported raising $2.4 million. That's short of what many political experts say they need for a big statewide signature gathering effort. But it seems like they've got enough momentum going that the Democrats are a little nervous. They're like, oh, geez, they're over a million signatures. This isn't good. Hmm. Oh, no. This, oh. We're going to have to find how some of these signatures were invalid. We're going to have to invalidate them. We're going to have to claim that the election or that the, the recall process was rigged. It's what we do, right? The recall saw its biggest donation in late December, 500000 from Orange County investor John Kruger. If John Kruger has that kind of money, he should not be living in California. 
That's a just an obvious statement, right? Who said he opposed the governor's decisions to keep churches closed during the pandemic. He's a wealthy guy and he's a churchgoer. And so he is pissed. Don't keep those churches closed during the pandemic. Last week, the campaign reported another round of six-figure donations, including 150 grand from both DGB Ranch of LA and Jeff Palmer of Beverly Hills. Palmer, a real estate developer, has donated millions to former President Donald Trump in the past. Rob Stutzman, a Republican consultant who worked on the successful effort to recall Davis, said, so far the effort appears to have an impressively high validity rate for its signatures. That's one thing on this one. I don't think you're going to have a hard time getting getting people to sign. I think enough people have just been bamboozled by Newsom that they're like, yeah, where do I sign? Just give me the damn piece of paper. Let me sign. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. I'm not down in California, but everybody I've talked to, they, they if, if they find out that I run a podcast and it's, you know, it's a pro-business kind of uh, conservative podcast, and, and I'll ask them, so... You signed that recall notice? Oh, yes, of course we have. Why even? Why would you even ask that? Of course we have. And everybody, everybody's just, uh, they are not pleased with the way things have gone down. And a lot of podcasters, a lot of YouTubers are out of California. So you are hearing a lot of conservative podcasters and YouTubers going, this sucks. And I'm sure you guys watch them too. And so many of them already moved. They're moving and then they do the video, why I'm leaving California for Texas, why I'm leaving California for Florida, just everybody's leaving Cali, but you know, it, it's still going to be California, with a lot of homeless people, right? I mean, in some parts. But he cautioned, this is Rob Stutzman, the Republican consultant, he cautioned that it doesn't seem on track to actually qualify the measure for the ballot. Boo. In California, it's unheard of for a campaign to qualify a measure for the ballot without a multi-million dollar paid signature gathering effort. So somebody's got to step up and get some more money pumped into that little program, right? It seems that way. To do that, the campaign would need to raise more money, Stutzman said. I think it's more likely to qualify uh, than it was a few weeks ago, but still, it's a less than 50% chance. Ah, less than 50% chance. That sucks. There's never been a successful petition effort without having gatherers out on the street collecting signatures, he said. The effort hired uh, Dave Gilliard, another Republican political consultant, who worked on the successful Davis recall. So far, Gilliard says the only paid signature gathering work the effort has funded is to mail petition packages to voters. He said that's largely because the pandemic has made it harder to, for signature gatherers to solicit signatures on the street and outside big stores the way they typically do. Be because nobody wants to get the Rona from a recall effort. But in California, I think people are like, yeah, we're just going to sign it anyway. We don't, we don't, we're not that afraid of the Rona. According to state records, the recall effort has spent about $50,000 on consultants like Gilliard. That's not a lot of money. Another large cost is signature verification, which has cost the campaign at least seventy-five dollars This is an expensive little deal, right? The effort runs mostly on the power of volunteers and has few paid employees. Most of the funds go towards things like postage, website hosting, and in one case, $315.73 for new tires for a campaign trailer. You can't go out in that campaign trailer with a tire that's going to pop. Maybe they're bald. I don't know. But that's a legit expense, right? 
Recall draws in extremists and anti-vaxxers. That's the next section here. The recall effort has gained a significant following since it launched in June, including some conspiracy theorists, anti-vaccine crusaders, and white supremacists, according to a recent investigation by the Los Angeles Times. Well, you're always going to find a bunch of these nut jobs anywhere, right? And then you, then you just throw them in there. Ah, the recall effort. That's just run by a bunch of conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, and, and of course, white supremacists, because, you know, they all want Newsom out of there. Just white supremacy and anti-Newsom. I don't know. Is that even a thing? Probably. It found some recall supporters have teamed up with people peddling fringe ideologies. Oh, no. Including anti-vaccination groups, QAnon supporters, and they're to collect, help collect signatures for the campaign. Well, these people are also, they're also voters in California, right? They have a right to sign a recall notice one way or the other. From what I've read, it's, it isn't conspiracy theorists or anti-vaccine crusaders or white supremacists that are running this. They may happen to be involved, but it, it, it's not being run by them. Um, from, what I, from what I've seen, I have, obviously haven't been there and I don't really know, but everything I've seen, it just seems like a bunch of volunteers, normal people, and all the stuff I've read, they're quotes from normal people saying, hey, we don't like what he's doing. We don't approve. We're doing a legit recall notice. Heatley, who launched the campaign last spring, said he tries not to let discussions in the recalls Facebook groups descend into conspiracy theories about the election, vaccines, or COVID-19, though he admits members of the fringe groups are still involved. Sure, they're going to be involved. They're normal people, and they're pissed off, too. Um, and maybe normal isn't the best word, but they have, they have opinions. They have a right to have those opinions, but maybe a recall notice, you know, site isn't the best place to do that. You know what I mean? Go to your Facebook group that's specific to that, have that chat there. Because then you, you can't tag the recall and go, ah, oh, it's a bunch of white supremacists. We are aware that there are people in this movement from the entire political spectrum and from all walks of life, Heatley said in an email. These include liberal and environmental groups angry about his lack of leadership regarding climate change and his signing off on oil fracking permits to, and, and also includes anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, open schools, open California groups, and pro-Trump and pro-Bernie Sanders individuals. That's a real mixture in there, isn't it? Just because a person or group may endorse the recall does not mean the recall management supports or endorses them. So it doesn't go both ways. That's fair. Many petitioners say they want to recall Newsom because of his governing style and political beliefs. But others say it's a way to tear down a, a part of a corrupt political regime that exists in the highest levels of the federal government. There's just a lot of things his aunt, Nancy Pelosi, is doing, things that we don't agree with. And we see that our election was stolen, said Ralph Schuler. He's a contractor from Carmichael who signed the recall petition on Saturday. So we just live in a really corrupt time, and we've got to do our part to get rid of them. Election experts and officials say there is no evidence that the election of President Joe Biden was fraudulently won, and such conspiracy theories are not based in fact. Pelosi at one point was related to Newsom through marriage, though that ended after the respected family members divorced. She was never his aunt. <laughs> we, call, we just call him Aunt, aunt, aunt Pelosi. I mean, that's kind of funny right there, right? 
frustration with Newsom. Gilliard pointed to the party Newsom attended at the French Laundry, even as he encouraged other Californians to avoid gatherings as the biggest change in fortune for the recall effort. These politicians are doing exactly the opposite of what they're telling us to do. <laughs> pretty consistently. And then they get caught and they're like, oh, I use some bad judgment, but I really just wanted to get a sandwich. You know, it's like, well, are we supposed to be doing what you're doing? Or are you supposed to be doing what you're telling us to do? I'm confused. I'm an adult and I'm confused. And this is all based on the data and the science that I can't really figure out because it appears to me to point to something wildly different. I'm not sure what you're seeing, but Maybe you have a different lens that you're viewing reality through. You got a different lens in there. Don't know. But it's pretty crazy, right? When that news broke, we saw a big uptick in interest in people signing the petition, he said. People are pissed. They're upset. Politicians are doing stuff that the rest of us can't do. And yeah, they're just doing their thing. Since then, bad news about the pandemic in California has continued to plague the Newsom administration. Now, frustration over the slow vaccine rollout is spurring more people to sign. So there's always something in California, right? Hey, do it based on this, and then this, and then later we'll do it based on this. Arno noted that the recall effort could hurt Newsom in the long run, even if it isn't successful. Recall notices always hurt politicians, don't they? It's like, ah, and he had that recall notice. Didn't boot him out of office, but ah, he, he was on the ropes there for a little while. If you look at most recalls, they don't succeed. That's what I kind of think. Um, but the person is tarred with that and they don't have a very long political life, he said. If Newsom had national political aspirations, people would think twice because he almost got recalled. So even if it doesn't work, maybe it stunts whatever aspirations he's got moving forward. I don't know. A lot of this is just complete conjecture. And it is predictions and projections not based on any data or science. But I wanted to get a podcast in on this one and kind of just give a general overview of where we sit. So we got a bunch of months to go to kind of see where that goes to see where this this ends up. I don't know, I think they'll get there with enough signatures. But this is a long road to go down. I mean, this is, I mean, I just read what that was. And if there's step after step after step, and that's why they make it pretty difficult because they want this to be completely legit as far as, all right, here's the process. We put these people through the ringer and they really do want this guy out of here because you got to have a recall vote and you know, all this stuff. And so it, it's this big process meant to deter, like short little, ah, oh, we don't like him. He did this little thing. He's out of there. You can't do that to every politician. But they're going to put you through the ringer on the big stuff like a recall of a governor of a state as big as California. And so I think they'll get enough signatures. I don't think it'll go through. But I think it does cast a, a shadow on Governor Newsom's, um, you know, governorship, and um, pretty dark shadow. And I don't know, will he I, I don't see him moving on on to national politics. But I could be wrong there as well. I don't know. I see him more as a consultant or, you know, something in the private sector where he can keep his cool suits and his really nice haircuts and just go down that road. I don't know. What do I know? I'm a real estate guy reading the news to you 
on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, that's it for me. I'm out of here on this one. I hope you guys have a good one. Until then, be safe. I'll catch up with you guys soon. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.